Okay, however, we are at the very bottom of the pet on the bet, if I recall. We asked a uh, seeming stira. We said it were minhi, uh, or minhu, excuse me. Mikra shiktavo targum vitargum shiktavo mikra uktav ivri enometamitayadaim ashiachtanit bechtava shuri de la sefer bidyo. The bride here says, if you have scripture that was written as targum, meaning Hebrew scripture that was written, let's say, in Aramaic, or the reverse, and if you wrote, or if you wrote it in Ketav Ivri, right, which is the more ancient uh, script of Hebrew, uh, that sefer that you wrote is not metamitayadaim, right? We know that's our like signal word for uh, not being really like a valid sefer until you write it with Ketav Ashurit, right? The, 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 the writing the word Yusu on the sefer, meaning on the cloth, with Yo, with a very special black ink. This seems to be against our Mishnah, which tells us that uh, you can write the Sifri Torah and fill in everything in every language. Uh, in every language. And even in Rosh Hashim Begum Leo, it says, uh, okay, only Greek, but still, you can have a different language. So Amarav, Arav, says, there's no kasha, there's no difficulty, it turns to Tanim and Aleph. Kan begufan shalanu, kan begufan shalahem. One's in our writing, one's in their writing. What do you mean? Look at Rosh at the top. Kan begufan shalanu. Matnitin dekatani b'chol lashon. When the Mishnah says you can write the, the Torah in any language, so he didn't change the, the writing. That's what we would call transliteration. You're writing, let's say, English words, but you're spelling them out in Hebrew. Okay? So you're having the writing be in Hebrew no matter what. That's Ashurit. Right? The writing will be in Ashurit. It's just that you might write, you know, like, in the beginning, you know, something like that, right? Or whatever the Greek would be. I don't know Greek. Right? So that'd be the idea. Okay. So that's, uh, that's the first attempt. We'll have several, several attempts of solution here. It's going to be a little difficult. Amalei Abaye. Abaye says back to uh, Rava, but Mayu Kimta Aleahi. What are you establishing that case over there? Begufan Shalahen. That it's going to be uh, their writing, meaning the, uh, that you're writing it in, let's say, uh, in Greek or whatever, in English uh, or Aramaic. Uh, my area... Uh, why then would you deal with a case where uh, you're saying scripture written in Targum or the reverse? Even if you have the, uh, the Hebrew written in Hebrew and the Targum written in the other language. Also, why? Because it says, Meaning that uh, it's only going to be uh, valid, according to that one, uh, in a very, very particular way, which is Ashurit on the Sefer with Yob. Ashurit is a key point for our, for our purposes. Meaning, why in that Brita, if really that's what we're talking about, the difference between writing, let's say, in Hebrew versus writing in the, uh, the other language, why are we saying Mikrashabutargum Tarjik Tabu Mikra? That doesn't really seem relevant at all, because we're writing all of it in the same, uh, in the same, uh, in the wrong language. So what's going on there? So Ella says, rather no. So that doesn't seem to this doesn't seem to work with the context of the rest of the Braitha. So rather the Gemara says, Lokasha, there's no difficulty. One's the Rabbanan's opinion. Rabbanan on our Mishnah said, you're allowed to basically write another language. Rabbanan was very limited. And he said, no, only, uh, only Greek. But uh, so maybe the Braitha is, is, uh, is Rabbanan Gamliel. Yeah, but if Rabshim Gamliel is the one in the Brita, so he says you can't write in other languages, but even he allows Greek writing, so again, it still doesn't seem to be in, con- in consonance with the Brita, because the Brita seems to forbid every other language. Only Ashurit is permissible. So Ella so reject that one. Uh, so maybe one is talking about Sifri Torah, and one is talking about Tvila and the Mezuzah. So Sifri Torah, you can write in other languages. Okay? Arash says, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Tvila and the Mezuzah, that would be uh, required to be in Ashurit, in Hebrew, the whole, uh, the whole nine yards. That would be the Brayta. 
Mar says again, but Tfilin Mezuzah my time. But what would be the reason that Tfilin Mezuzah has to be limited to Hebrew? Bishum Tichtibu Vihayu. Right, it says, So it says, It has to be. They should be as they are. Meaning, as they are originally. Right? That would be the idea for for uh, and Mezuzah, they have to be as they are. The Gemara says, but if that's the case, that, that we're limiting the uh, the Brayta to Tefillin and Mezuzah, my Targum Shaktavu Mikra Ika. Right? What's the Targum that, that that's written as Mikra? Meaning, the Brayta is acknowledging that there could be some Sukim where the original text is a Targum, right? It's some type of translation, let's say Aramaic, and it's written. And what you're doing though is you're flipping it and you're translating it into Hebrew. But in Tefillin and Mezuzah, we don't have any words like that. So again, the, it, it work, it, the point is that the solutions are working for like partial elements of the bright stuff, but it's, it's not covering the whole thing. And we still, again, even here, we have this problem. Kamar says, Bishlam, a Torah, I understand the case of the Torah, Ika Yidar Saduta, Yigar Saduta. Right, you have what we said before, that where, uh, where Laban calls uh, Yaakov Yigar Saduta, like uh, the, uh, uh, not call Yaakov, he, no, he says the. Um, the monument they make, right? He calls it a, a monument of testimony. But Elahacha, my Targumika. But here, what kind of Targum is there when it comes to Tfilin uh, Umezuzah? So Elahagmar says, so rather reject that. Lokasha, Kan the Megillah, Kan Besvarim. So it says here we're talking about the Megillah versus Asvarim. Okay? Megillah versus Asvarim. Marashi points out, Abesvarim would be like Nevi uh, Mektuvim, something like that. That'd be the difference. So Gemara says, Megillah my time. What would be the reason the Megillah should be limited to Hebrew? Again, the brightest Megillah means we're limiting it to Hebrew. So why? It should be. It says in the Megillah, as uh, according to their writings, according to their language. Okay, so I guess the Megillah should be like in its original language. That's the idea. And so the original language of Megillah is Hebrew, so it should be written only in Hebrew. So Gemara says, yeah, okay. And my Targum Shaktav Mikra So what Targum, what uh, Aramaic is there in the Megillah that you could potentially choose to write it as Mikra, but you're uh, being not supposed to do that? So Amara Papa, Papa I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what Pazak. It says in the Pazak Nestor, Benishma Pitgam Hamelach. And they heard the commandment of the king. So the word Pitgam. Is it not? Is now the Hebrew word apparently? Another puzzle which says all the women will give yikar. Yikar meaning kavod, honor to their husbands. Okay, so that that would work um, in that sense because you have these uh, these words in the Megillah that are written as Aramaic, and those would have to remain as such. Uh, okay, and vice versa. Ravashi okay. Amar, so that was so that's a, that's a solution that would work. That our bright would be the Megillah versus the other uh, situation would be um, others writing of Nach, which you'd be allowed to write in uh, in what's it called in uh, in other languages. Okay, Ravashi Amar, Ravashi says no. Kitanya he bishar sfarim. Ravashi says when it writes that bright, it's shar sfarim. It's other uh, books like Nach, Rabbi Yehuda, and it's according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, so it's another solution that that would be limited to the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Titania, as we learned in the Bright, as follows. Um, this will take us a little, a little bit to get to Rabbi Huda's opinion, but we'll get to work our way there. Titania, Tfilin umbezuzot ein dechtavim el ashurit. The Bright tells us that Tfilin umbezuzot can only be written in Hebrew. For Rabotenu, hitiru yivanit, and our rabbi is allowed even Greek. But doesn't isn't it written vehayu, which again, as we saw earlier, implies has to be has to be as it originally was. Rather, I'll say it differently. So the uh, Sifri Torah can be written in any language. Okay, and the rabbis allowed Greek, I guess, for the Sifri Torah. Hitiru, when they say they allowed it, that implies that the Tanakam and the first Tana uh, prohibited it. Right? If you're saying, oh, the rabbis allowed it, or that means that the first person didn't allow it. 
So Ella Ema, and that doesn't seem to be true. Ela Ema, Rabotenu, Lohi Tiru Shichtavu, Ela Yivanit. Rabbi will have to say that, well, we'll reread it, and we'll say that the, the original, the Tanakhama is saying that it can be written in Hebrew. Uh, sorry, in, in, sorry, uh, in any language. And the, and the Rabbanim are coming along and saying, no, oh, they allowed only, only Yivanit as the other language. Vitanya, and the Bible tells us, I'm Rabida. Rabida says, Avchi Tiru Rabotenu Yivanit, Lohi Tiru Ela Besefer Torah. Okay, and Rabbi Yudha says, even when the rabbis allowed, Yevanit, they only allowed it in the Sefer Torah. When Mishuma said the Talmai HaMelech, it's because of the situation, the case of uh, Talmai, uh, Talmi. Okay? Titania. Uh, and here's a famous story now. You guys have probably heard of the Septuagint before, or the Septuagint, the translation of the 70, of the 70 scholars. So this is the story on the Gemara of the Septuagint. It says as follows. Ma'asev Talmai HaMelech she'kinez shivim u'shtayim zekinim. He collected together 72 Elders, and he put the seventy-two elders in seventy-two separate uh, houses. He didn't, uh, he didn't reveal to them why he brought them into this place. So he went to each of them, I guess, individually. Write down for me uh, the Torah of your Rabbi Moshe, of your teacher Moshe. Now, okay, so this is a big challenge that they have to now write the whole Torah. And presumably, the idea is he's trying to, to, to <coughs> trap them. Right? They're going to write something in the Torah that is, uh, that's a problematic or it seems offensive to him or something like that. This is sort of like a classic uh, uh, type of trap. You know, people would accuse the Jews of lots of things. This is what it says in the Torah. This is what it says in the Talmud, etc. So this is like the oldest, uh, probably the oldest example of this. Okay? Now, so Hashem gave like sort of like an Eitzah, like an idea in each uh, one's heart. And they all sort of like independently agreed to do to one to one mindset, and they made certain changes in the uh, translation of the Torah. Right, they're translating the Torah basically, right? And they're right. They're all they all made the, the same exact switches because of the concern of potential um, uh, misunderstandings. Okay, and they'll give the, now, now the Gemara will give us a whole bunch of. <laughs> examples. It says very uh, katvu. Uh, they wrote for him like this. Uh, number one, they wrote Elokim Barab Rashid. It's not Barashid Bar Elokim. They wrote Elokim Barab Rashid that uh, uh, God created the heaven, uh, created in the beginning. So unless you think that was like Brashit, uh, like this being called Brashit created God, right? Brashit Bar Elokim. So they want to make sure that was uh, clear. And it says I will, I singular will make man in uh, image and form. The pasuk really says We, the Torah says, we will make Adam in our form, in our uh, image. But that sounds like there's more than one God, so they want to just you know again that's we can explain it other ways, but that they want to avoid that problem, so they made it singular. We'll see a few examples of that. It says Now we know it says right? God ceased working on the seventh day. But I guess that implies that God was still working on the seventh day. We don't want to say that. So it says that he finished on the sixth and he rested on the seventh. That's what he wrote it. Furthermore, it says, Zachar in the Keva, Bira'o. It says that, and the Torah really says that they, God created a, a man, Zachar in the Keva, Bara'o Tam. He created them. As if there's more than one being. And the Gemara discusses this other places. What does it mean? It's not really more than one being, according to understanding. Nonetheless, what they wrote in the, uh, the Septuagint is, uh, male and female, he created him. Bira'o. Bira'o created him. The low katvu, uh, Bira'am. They didn't, say, they didn't write down, Bira'am created them. Okay, furthermore, in Migdal Bavel, the story of Migdal Bavel, uh, it says that Hashem said, I, I, I will come down, but then lay, come down to the people and, and sort of punish them. So, was, uh, so the Pazik really says, Hava Nerda, let, let us go down. That's what the Pazik actually says. So it says here, Hava Erda, I will go down and, uh, and I will mix up their language. Furthermore, it says, Vatitzach Sarah, 
Bikrovea. Uh, now, the original Pasuk says, Asara left, Bikirba. Bikirba means inside. And uh, it's a little bit difficult, uh, people explain, that um, why would Sarah get sort of like, rebuked by Hashem for laughing at the idea of having a baby? Avram also laughed. So why is Sarah Davka? So they go, so so they changed it and said, Sarah, not Bikirba in turn light in her in intrads, rather Bikrovea among those who were close to her, as if she was like mocking Hashem in public, and that's maybe why she gets rebuked. Furthermore, uh, it says about uh, when Apam Hargushor Ovir Tonam Akru Evus. So it says uh, here, uh, really it says of Shimon Alevi Apam Hargu Ish, right? Is that Shimon Alevi Ovir Tonam Akru Shor. So in their anger, they killed a man, and, uh, and in their will, they uh, uprooted a, a, a shore, an ox. So they changed it to say, shore, they killed an ox, and in their will, they uprooted a trough. Again, just making it more benign, I guess. Like not, so not to be able to cast more uh, aspersions. Um, one second. Yeah. Rashi points out, yeah, so don't say that our forefathers are murderers. Okay? Furthermore, it says, It says, Moshe took his wife and children, this is the Sefer Shemot, and he uh, rode them in on a people carrier. Now, it really says, Al ha-chamor, really on the donkey. But maybe you'll say, like, oh, it's not like Michubad for Moshe to be, like, on the donkey. So it just says, on a people carrier, whatever. Okay. Then it says, It says, the people's uh, dwelling uh, in Mitzrayim, and, this is the additional part, and in other lands, it's 400 years. We know if you do the calculation of how long B'nai Israel are in the, uh, the land of Israel, uh, land of Egypt, excuse me, it's 210 years, not 400 years, but several times the Torah says it's 400 years. So they, they finessed it. They just said in Mitzrayim and other lands. Okay, it works. Uh, furthermore, this is about uh, this is about uh, Matan Torah. They sent the princes of B'nai Israel. Really, the Torah says the Na'arei B'nai Israel, the young, the young men. The young people, but I guess if you're doing the celebration of uh, of korbanot and stuff around uh, around uh, giving the Torah, maybe it looks nicer to have the princes be the ones to be celebrating and being involved rather than the kids. So maybe that's not so great. Uh, furthermore, turn the page. Well, I'll go to the two dots. Okay, I says lochemet echamehem nasati. I didn't take any like uh, item from you. Um, this is where Moshe is like telling B'nai Israel, like I didn't take anything uh, anything from you. So uh, I think it says lochamor echamehem nasati. I didn't take any uh, donkey from you. But maybe like the idea would be like. If you say something very specific, I didn't take even one donkey, that would be like a, a sneaky move. You say, I didn't take a donkey, but I took a horse. You know, like, you know, it's one of those, like, tricks. You know, so if you say, no, Chemed is much more general, so they can't make any accusations against, uh, against Moshe. Uh, okay, I said, Asher chalak Hashem elokecha otam lahair lachol ha'amim. The Hashem divvied up, basically, to them to enlighten all the nations. So... Rashi says, this is about uh, Abba Zara. Rashi says, Second on the Rashi, You would have thought that, that they may have been able to misinterpret um, that Ben Noach, a non-Jew, would be allowed to do Abba Zara. Um, like, means like, to make them like, slip, to get them out of the world. But the idea is that he wants to be concluded they're not allowed to do that. Okay. Furthermore, so it says he went and and uh, and they and they worshipped other gods that I did not command. But they throw they added in the word Lovdam to worship them. I guess the idea would be that maybe it would sound like Hashem didn't create these other gods. Like I didn't. Uh, I, what can I do? Like there's other gods in the world, and I didn't have anything to do with that. But they exist. So they add the word Lovdam, meaning like Hashem saying they don't exist. Just people mistakenly worship them. Uh, furthermore, when they talk about the non-kosher animals, they wrote the uh, short-legged thing, and they didn't write Arnevet, like the rabbit. 
Why? Mipnesha Ishtosha Tamai Arnevichma. Because uh, Tamai's wife was named Arnevit. Shalom uh, Yomar. Right? So Shalom Yomar. Sikhubi Ayudim Bi Tidu Sham Ishti. Ashem Ishti Batrad. They didn't want to say that the Jews are making fun of me and they threw my wife's name into the Torah. So they just changed the word Arnevit to like the short like it. And that way you wouldn't be insulted more directly. I like the last one the best, right? It's like, like, the other one's like very philosophical. And this one's just like personal offense you'd be taking. So, okay, so we'll stop there. Uh, but that's the idea. Just go back. That was Rabbi Yudah. We said, going to Rabbi Yudah, that's the idea that you have this issue of uh, Talmai and Melech, and we're concerned about uh, the Yivanit. Okay, we'll pause there. Let's go.